0: To the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we
1: believe you are fallible and what you do matters.
0: This is episode 150. I am Justin.
1: And I'm Shauna Wood.
0: How are you, Shauna Wood?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm glad you love me because I just screwed up. (laughs) We've been doing this podcast and I didn't have the mic setting at all right.
1: It's okay. It'll be better this time, second time.
0: I guess so. I don't remember what we're talking about. Okay. (laughs) I want to say thank you to everyone listening. It's very humbling for us to have people around the world listen to us talk. And I hope you're having an awesome day. And I hope we're encouraging to you because we're hearing from different people and it's very encouraging to us.
1: Absolutely. So today we're talking about stress (laughs) is a choice.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you didn't get stressed because we're talking about stress after (laughs) I dropped the mic. Here we go.
1: All right. So this was kind of brought on because I saw a headline. It says high stress related to coronavirus is the new normal for many parents. And that was based on a survey that was done this year by the American Psychological Association. And I thought to myself, good grief. Are we saying that being stressed out is what we are going to accept as our normal state of being?
0: I don't. I don't accept. I that. don't accept it. I tell you what. This past week or so, I cut out a lot of the news. Uh, not totally. I did check. I do check the news, but I quit reading lots of articles um, that I usually read. And you might have noticed, I've switched to, list, I listen to more positive podcasts and more positive YouTube, like when I'm working on something, like positive speakers or positive something. Have you noticed the difference in my You've attitude? been so <laughs> much
1: more fun to be with.
0: Right, because if I bombard myself with just listening to, you know, news or whatever, just on YouTube or, because a lot of times when I'm working on a project, I just put something on and I just, it's in the background or I'm listening to it in my headphones and or if I'm using the saws or whatever outside or you know what I mean, and I just have gone the positive direction, and I feel more positive. I feel less yucky, I feel like yeah,
1: <laughs> garbage in garbage out, yeah. good stuff in, good stuff out right and
0: and since we're talking about stress as a choice, I want to go ahead and mention good stress and bad stress are both choices. And during COVID, both of us, I feel very thankful, have chosen to stress ourselves in a positive way more. In a, you know, like easy plus one step. Like if someone saw my workout, they'd be like, nah, that's not much of a workout. But for me, it's like what I need to like, get my chemistry switched. Like I can feel it, my, my running, my workouts I do, my kettlebell workouts, that kind of stuff, I can feel, it's like, oh, I feel better.
1: Yes, we have both made improvements in our diet and our exercise, which does do that positive that you stress on your body. Um, but that's not really what we're talking about. I
0: know, so but I'm <laughs> saying good stress is a choice and bad stress is a choice.
1: Yes, yes, very good. So I started to wonder, am I the only person who has had the crazy thought that maybe it's as simple as just deciding I'm not going to be stressed. Just like that article, like pronounced everybody that stress is the new normal. Like, what if I just start a new revolution? Stress is not the new normal. It is not my normal. So I started doing some searching and I found a couple really great articles. Actually, there's quite a few people who've had the similar thought that you can actually decide not to be stressed
0: and these are pre-covid long time pre-covid articles right
1: yes yeah good point good point so in one of them there's this lovely story that really illustrates this whole idea so i'm just going to share it it's written by a medical doctor susan haas and it was featured in psychology today And she is talking about, um, when I pick up in this story, that she does a lot of speaking events. And so before a speaking event, you know, it's, it's normal for her to start feeling stressed and anxious. So that's kind of the background, and I will start her story. Whenever I do a big, big event... I find comfort in reminding myself that the event organizer is usually more stressed than I am. They orchestrate the entire symphony and they're usually stress personified. Hands and feet full of phones and walkie talkies, calling out orders, fixing multiple glitches, and forgetting to eat all at the same time. They make me look serene and very together by comparison. After this event, I expected to share the usual fried but triumphant celebration with the woman who had organized it. As we got into the elevator together, she said, I said, you must be thrilled that it's all over and it went so well. I hope you have some time to relax now. I can only imagine how busy you've been. Actually, she said, it was super easy. Yesterday, all I did was send out one email reminding people of when to meet this morning. I stared at her and she laughed at the surprise in my eyes. Seriously, she said, I just refuse to get worked up about it. I delegate everything I can, and I don't spend a lot of time telling people how to do things. I've learned it's better not to be a control freak and let them figure things out. Not only does it make things way less stressful for me, but it gives them true ownership of their part of the project. She continued, I used to work insanely hard and try to control everything until I got into an accident one weekend while skiing. Because I was so burned out and stressed out from my job, it took me much longer to recover than it should have. It finally had all caught up with me. And after that experience, I swore I would never let myself get to that stressed out place again. It is just not worth it. You know, she continued, I have a theory now that people, other event planners, for example, get all worked up because on some level it makes them feel important. Their job stress is almost like a dysfunctional badge of honor they wear that so many people wear. The craziness of their life and schedule somehow tells the world how important they are and their responsibilities are. I refuse to buy into that anymore. I used to, but there's no reason to get that stressed. It's totally unnecessary.
0: (laughs) So true. Uh, You and I both, for a long time now, we, we talk about people who have an emergency room mindset where they're looking for an emergency so they can feel stressed out about, and it does seem to make them feel important. And they kind of treat someone who come, you know, like for example, if they come into the emergency room and need a stitch or two, they treat that person as just as big as the heart attack, major heart attack, massive heart attack person. And we see that in business. We both worked under people who carry that emergency. Like I haven't had an emergency in a while Therefore, whatever comes through the door next, I'm going to treat like this is the biggest deal ever. And it's very stressful to work for those people. We've seen it at work, um, but we've also, like I know people whose families operate like that during Christmas or Thanksgiving. I don't know, during COVID, it'll be that way. But it's like they have to have an emergency to get to feel like it's Christmas. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Like it's, I've talked to several friends And I won't say their names, but they've talked about how, like, unless there's just a big brouhaha, like, it's like people just can't function without that. I think. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: (laughs) And I do think, like, it's almost like an adrenaline addict, you know, like having to stay in a crisis place. Um, And a lot of times what we've noticed is that it's just a lack of planning. Like, that's not really a crisis. It was just you didn't do any preparations or take any steps earlier. Just like in that story, you know, the woman said, all I had to do yesterday was shoot an email. Well, that meant she had done a zillion other steps previously that she didn't put off to the very last minute. And it, it kind of, when you were talking about the holidays, it even makes me think about, you know, Most people, I don't know when most people do their Christmas shopping, probably November, December. But some people start like January 1st, and they are purchasing presents and hiding them. I tried that one time, and I couldn't remember where I hid them. (laughs) I had to start all over again. Um, But then you've got other people, like I, I literally know someone who waits until Christmas Eve to do the shopping. And it is a highly stressful thing. And the presents are terrible because there's not a lot left at that point. So, you know, just making the decision, I'm gonna take these steps earlier, can eliminate huge amounts of stress that just aren't necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think we see that with our kids. Like it's, for me, as you were talking, it's so easy for me to see that with our kids. Like when we plan the day or an event, and we say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Like the kids and I, for example, today, we got into a big project and I hadn't really planned on it and there was chaos you know what I mean and it was my fault and I was like okay I realized this chaos and stress is my fault because I did not plan and organize this work event (laughs) turn it was a big work event for us Um, but then I was like okay let's break it down you do this you do this this is the goal just give it a little bit of structure and everybody just took off and they did so good and we, we got we got a lot done today so it was awesome
1: very cool so I found another lady who wrote way back when an article on how you can choose not to be stressed, and so she went through several points. Her name's Jess Shanahan, um, but her the big aha moment that she had had in her life is that most stress comes from how we respond to a situation. The stress doesn't actually come from the situation itself, and once she really got that into her spirit. Then the next thought was, well, it's always possible to change how I respond to something. And that is very empowering when you realize, okay, I can't control necessarily all the situations, but I can control how I respond.
0: Right. I'm right now reading a book, which we will talk about, about trauma. It talks about if you've had trauma, even from a car wreck to abuse to whatever, different things will possibly trigger that trauma and that knee-jerk reaction and just being aware. Like, hey, when we do this or this event or whatever, I get more stressed. So, therefore, I need to give myself more planning time, more whatever time I need to process before, maybe afterward. Um, Because there are, I mean, like, if you've gone through stressful times through trauma, like, it's legitimate. Like, your body's reacting to trying to protect you from perceived harm like you said it's a perception thing so
1: yeah and and even there you know and I'm not in general as we go through these things it's not we're not talking about big life or death situations but even you know with that example when you were talking about you know just triggers of things like we have a son who's had a lot of surgeries and I just after this last surgery realized what a toll that had taken on me emotionally Mm -hmm. and so now one of my steps is I just need to give myself some space where I don't have work projects surrounding a major <laughs> surgery because last time I didn't do that. And that was a major fail on my side. Right.
0: Cause you were, you were stressed, but again, it kind of comes back to, I mean, we were all stressed. It was a stressful thing. It was a big deal. It's a big surgery, but you had tried to do too much beforehand and you hadn't connected the dots like, Oh, this is a really big thing inside of you that right. no one else can see. Right. And so it is like, I feel the same way just, you know, with my cancer journey when from little, anytime I go to the doctor, like I just have like a, ugh, that's, I have to like, whew, you know, think through, breathe through. It's like, it's like still something I'm working through.
1: Right. And so, you know, even just realizing that about yourself, and being able to plan your schedule, we're like, okay, hey, I'm just going to need a little more downtime so that I can process this. Right.
0: But the, like it comes back to the title of this episode, it's a choice. Like the processing of stress is a choice. Like I can do things. So one thing, just for example, I've decided on days or thing, events that might cause me stress, a little more exercise before and maybe after are really good for me.
1: Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Very good. So this author in her article says that her first step now is to breathe. And it makes me think about, you know, she was talking about just slowing down and taking some, you know, good deep breaths. And we've talked in other podcasts about different types of breathing and how that can trigger calm physiologically and that kind of thing. Um, But I spoke with someone who was in counseling school years ago, and she said that her mentor had told her, to always take time for tea before she goes into a crisis because if she is the counselor isn't calm cool and collected then she's not going to be as effective when she walks into that situation so just taking a minute for yourself and literally deep breathing can be very helpful. The second thing is that Asking the question, will this matter in five years?
0: (laughs) That is such a good question because a lot of stuff that I get stressed about or, you know, that I'm that's in my loop, my processing loop is really stuff that's like, uh, no, it will not matter five years from now. But if you don't ask that question, it still stays in my loop in my head of an issue. Oh, this is an issue. This is an issue that causes stress because it's not important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, like I thought about for myself. Uh, being on time is very important to me. I hate to be late for something. At the same time, doing as much as possible with every minute is also important to me. So sometimes I don't leave the house as early as I should because I've been trying to get one more thing done here. And then while I'm in the car, I realize I'm either going to have to speed or I'm going to be late. And I feel really stressed out about that. But just asking this question, will this matter in five years? No, you know what? It's not. It's just not. So there's not a point in getting all worked up about it. So then, after you ask that question, to kind of decide how important something is, then asking, can I control this? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And we've talked about that question a lot. Because here's the bottom line. If you can't control it, stressing out about it does absolutely zero good.
0: I just talked to someone today. I won't talk about the topic, but they're so stressed out about this topic. And I was sitting there uh, listening to them talk. I was like, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing anyone can do about this topic that they were talking about. But you would think that they had all the power in the world to do something about it. The way they were t- the way as stressed as they were about it. Anyway.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, you hear people like. Weather, bad weather is going to come. Or there's an election. Who's going to win the election? All of these things, none of us as human beings have control over that. So there's not any point in being stressed out about it. And then number four, what can I control? So if you say, yes, I can control this situation. What part of this situation can you control?
0: Usually I can control myself on a good day. That's it. (laughs) That's about it.
1: I think that's the bottom line. For most of us, we can only control ourselves. So, with all of that in mind and those steps of just stopping, breathing, asking if this is really going to matter in 5 years, asking, "Can I control this?" and if yes, what part can I control? Creating a plan for that, which goes back with what we were talking about, not waiting to the very last minute, but planning for things ahead of time. If you do all of those steps, Man, the chances of you living in a place of stress are very slim.
0: Yeah, and you know what's really cool is when you get to that place, like I can just pick up stress on other people and I'm like, "Hmm, I'm glad I'm not like that." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like when when I'm stressed out and I then I'm around other people who are stressed out, it feeds my stress. But then when I'm around like if I then if 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 I don't walk in the stress, right, and then I'm around people who are stressed, I can immediately be like, "Yuck! That you're just not fun. I don't like. I don't like hanging out with you." Right. But I don't perceive that myself if I am stressed. Yes. It just kind of fuels my stress.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. And we could probably like add a whole other segment about cutting people out of your life who make you stressed <laughs> or make you feel stressed.
0: Just tell them they're fired or whatever. <laughs> you don't make the cut. Sorry.
1: So I want to end with this quote that was actually, it ties back in with our story from the very beginning. So the event coordinator at the end of her time in the elevator with this doctor says this. My father used to always say stress is a choice and he was right. When a person gets really stressed out and frantic, much of the time it's because on some level they've decided to be that way. Why not just decide to be calm? It is so much nicer.
0: It is so much nicer and you're more fun to be with and everyone else likes you more. If you, <laughs> you want to have more friends and influence more people or whatever that is, like, is, don't walk around like a stress bomb yeah. and get away from the people who are stress bombs. Because when stress becomes normal, it's just, it's just a yucky place.
1: So here's my new revolution I'm ready to lead. We're going to replace normal, being busy and stressed, with normal is life is full, and I am at peace
0: that's good yeah i've I've definitely believed busy i've ta- we've taken that out of our terminology. everybody's busy, but i I do like to say full because that's a that's a different level there's a fullness there's with six kids <laughs> and a wife there's
1: always going to be fullness <laughs>
0: there is a lot of fullness at our and I think that's the next level of stress or at peace. Hmm. I'm at peace even though like people come into our house, I don't know if they could just hear that, whatever that was above our heads, above <laughs> the elephants it sounded like, but it's still a choice to be at peace need to do another podcast about that, but we don't have to be, we don't have to live that way of stress and whatever. We can live full and at peace. I like it.
1: All right, guys, I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are on this and if you are making the decision not to be stressed. You can connect with us and let us know on our Facebook page if you just search for Less Stress Family. You can also connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com, and you can shoot us an email, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Blessings. Thank you. Oh, wait. And remember, you are valuable. <laughs> what you do matters. That's the most important thing in the whole podcast. All right, guys. Blessings.